You're listening to a previously recorded episode of The Nooner Show with Jackie and Denise. Tell me you love me. I need a good laugh. I'm holy water. You need a good bath. Whiskey and perfume. You had a nightcap. Now how about that? Time. Welcome to the Nooner Show with Jay Dubs and Denise Brennan Nelson. We are broadcasting live from Detroit Sound Studios, high above Activate Gaming in Ferndale, Michigan. You can find us at DetroitPodcast.com. It's Nooner Time! Somebody bring me a mirror. And it's hump day. Happy, happy. Happy hump day. Well, happy. welcome back. I know. Beautiful weather. Isn't this amazing I Michigan know. You've weather? You've been gone. I, last time I saw you was a month ago. No. Yes. Really? Yes. No, I just saw you Saturday night. Oh, yeah. <laughs> good one. Good try. Yeah, yeah, try yeah. To, way nice. to try to make me feel guilty. Uh, no, you know what? I know you guys were celebrating your 30-year anniversary. And we 30. did do a shout-out to Bob, and mm-hmm. I want to do another one. Congratulations, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for being Denise. able to be married to me for 30 years? Is that what for you're For being con- able to put up with you for 30 years. <laughs> and then I, I'm, I'm looking at your um, wrist there, and what is that? Because that's new. It is a present from my dear husband of 30 years. Um, he totally shocked me. Uh, even the kids were like, wow, Dad did good. Mm-hmm. Um, 30 years, apparently, I didn't know this, uh, mm-hmm. the, the gift that they recommend or suggest is pearls. And he bought me a beautiful, um, these are saltwater pearls. Yeah, that and is beautiful. Isn't that, that gorgeous? That is awesome. really yeah. beautiful. He, um, he did good. Yeah, yeah well, did. well done, Bob. He, he did. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Well, when, when, he, when he, he said, sit down, I'm like, for what? And then he pulls out this big black box, and I'm or you know long black box, and mm-hmm. I'm like, I didn't get you anything. <laughs> and Typical I Denise. I know. See, I said, that's why we're congratulating well, Bob. We're not. We're not big gift giffers. Yeah, I mean, we were celebrating we. it. We don't either. But mm-hmm. uh, I said, oh, I'm not going to cry, am I? And he goes, I Aww. hope not. <laughs> like, I hope you like it, and you're not going to cry. It's but. absolutely beautiful. Yeah. So we had a great time, and yeah. but okay, enough about that because. While I'm celebrating my anniversary, mm-hmm. I get a text from our CEO, mm-hmm. have you talked to Jackie? And it, I got it really early in the morning. Um, I had stayed up quite late the night before, and I was sound asleep. We don't get great reception in, in, at, at this place. I ding, I, I look at it and it says, have you talked to Jackie? No. My first thought was, oh, dear God, what happened? <laughs> um and then a couple other things, and, and my heart was racing. I'm like, what? And I, I'm texting back, what? And she said, well, you know how John Paul sang at his graduation? And I'm thinking, yes, what? And she doesn't tell me right away, so I have to like... <laughs> She's building it up. <laughs> I have to yell at her. And finally, she tells me that it like 
you know, she's mm-hmm. and I'm I'm reading it in the dark and you know I'm out of it. Yeah. 1.5 million views mm-hmm. and so how yeah, come every I'm, time I go away, stuff like this happens? I don't know, but I needed you around. I needed to talk to you. There was I, a lot going on. Hey, listen, remember a couple weeks ago when I was talking about us possibly auditioning for the Detroit Lions cheerleaders? Yes. Because, you know, they, they it's confirmed. <laughs> what are you guys laughing about? <laughs> anyway. Peanut calories, yeah. shut up. <laughs> so it is confirmed. By the way, the auditions are this Saturday at Ford Field, but we're not going to do it. But anyway, really? remember what I said to you? I said, boy, just think, we'd be the oldest people auditioning. <laughs> Somebody will tape it. It'll go viral. Remember when I said that to you? <gasps> yeah, you were thinking viral about the wrong thing. you got to put out more specific, you know, vibes to the universe. This, well, this viral thing, it went wrong. Well, no, but wait. No, it actually didn't because... Um, First of all, I didn't even know what going viral really meant. It's one of those buzzwords that I use thinking I knew what it meant, but I, I really didn't. And um, I learned this past week what Okay, it well, meant. let's explain to anybody that doesn't know, and I think you'd have to be living on, under a rock at this point not to know. But John Paul took the song Seven Years. Um, by Lucas Graham. By Lucas Graham. Beautiful song, mm-hmm. beautiful words. But he rewrote it and he sang it. At his high school graduation at Oakland University, correct, right, correct, mm-hmm. in front of three thousand people, mm-hmm. and for so, Lapeer for Lapeer High School for Lapeer High School, which he's mm-hmm. written another song for them. Hopefully, right. we can talk about that later. But um, he got up there; he's in his cap and his gown. Mm-hmm. There is a YouTube video; it's on SoundCloud. I mean, it's easy to find, um, and you can go to our Facebook page if you want to see it. But it is so emotional, and mm-hmm. it, it just hit so many chords. Um, yeah, that's the thing that nobody, none of us expected. So you're at the graduation. Well, Let, of course, yeah. Okay. I wanted to make sure he got his diploma <laughs> before he got his gift. <laughs> and, and can I just say this? I, I just have to say this. One of my thoughts, because I was so touched and moved by it, but I thought about the poor, poor Vale of Victorian. <laughs> the limelight was shifted just a smidge at that graduation because... I don't know how, how the speech went, but I think that's... No, there um, were three speeches, and they were all really good. Oh, good. Well, that's yeah. good to hear. You know what? This, th- that class is not like that, though. I mean, yeah. he's a... You know, it's like... He's a musician. You know, he's... Yeah. He's long hair. Um, he, he was on homecoming court with all these uh, very successful football players. Jocks. with real Yeah, jocks. The big guys, short hair. And then there's John Paul with long hair. You know, I mean, yeah. it's just, it's it's okay. They, yeah, you know, I know. I'm just, I was thinking, I was kind of a side thing, like, oh, yeah. Okay, I hope that bad. But, so, you're in the audience. How many rows back? Oh, I, I don't know. 3,000 people far? Yeah. Not not super far, but. And he I gets mean, up there and he sings this song. Mm-hmm. He gets a standing ovation. Yeah. I, I, come on. Was, what are you thinking? Mm-hmm. Oh, it was or feeling. It was emotional. Did I mean, it, yeah, it was emotional, but. I mean, it was emotional because he's, you know, he's the youngest and, right. you know. On a so, lot of different, yeah, a lot of different levels, levels. it yeah. was emotional. Mm-hmm. But, you you know, he's up there. Everybody stands up. And I think what mm-hmm. I loved most about it is, you know, it's been a lot of years since I graduated. But, you know, I, I think most people remember their graduation and there are a yeah. lot of um, just sweet memories, if you will. Right. And then to have him singing that song and in that voice and, and talking about look around. Yeah. And I'm not going to say goodbye. I'm going to say yeah, see Yeah, that part was hard. That part. <laughs> I'm not going to say goodbye. I'm just going to yeah. say see you later. You, you right. made my life better. I just, yeah. it was mm-hmm. absolutely beautiful. So then mm-hmm. you leave graduation. Yeah, we go out to dinner. And you're and just you, proud and he graduated. Yeah. And, yeah, and then I mean, what? 
Um, well, he went to his all-night party. They have the senior all-night party. And then the next day, he left and went out of town. He went on vacation for a couple of days. <laughs> of course he did. <clears throat> well, it was funny because, like I said, I mean, nobody had any idea that this would touch so many people, you know. Um, but I, I do have to tell you a funny story. Uh, Sunday night, I met a young man named Christopher Long. And, and John Paul just met him Sunday night, too. And he's the guy that made had this thing go viral. He's the one that did all this. Oh, wow. Yeah, and when I heard about him, because, you know, we're not computer savvy at my house at all. None <laughs> of us. John Paul is a little bit, but the rest of us are clueless. And so our phones were just blowing up. In the meantime, John Paul zip lining up in Mackinac and stuff like that. He He doesn't know. And um, and there are people calling us saying, you know, we need to get a hold of him. You know, so-and-so needs to get a hold of him. And we're blowing up his phone going, answer your phone right now. <laughs> and um, so then when he, you know, heard about what was going on. I, the best it, way to get that news, he's out having fun doing his own oh, thing yeah. anyway. So well, it was funny because um, the, the person he works with out of New York said to him, okay, so let me get something straight. You sing at commencements. And then you go out of town? <laughs> John so said, John Paul. <laughs> I didn't have any idea this was going to happen. And uh, so anyway, I was trying to find, like, how did this even happen? Like, who, you know, where did this come? We didn't know where the video came from. It was a great video. Uh, it was Christopher Carey, I think. I'm, I don't know So somebody him. in the audience videotaped yeah, it. Yeah, it was, uh, apparently his son was graduating as well, and he videotaped it and just did a phenomenal job with that video i mean it is um, good and then so when i found out that it's a a guy named christopher long i i said okay i need to get in touch with this guy who is he um because he was just like fast forwarding with everything he was doing and um so we ended up meeting him sunday night he came out he came into town and um, john paul was performing and so he came out and he met us and he, he met john paul and um i can't wait because we're going to have him on the show at a later date um, because the story of the events that took place in his life when he was doing this is such a cool story. I, I mean, you just wait. you wouldn't believe it. Well, isn't so. it, I mean, it's just so, I don't know what the word is, but to have somebody take that and then, I mean, it's there's over 2 million views. Coll- collectively, crazy. collectively. Isn't that I, crazy? I a total with everything. I, I guess. know, but yeah. I mean, and the articles, and I know yeah. um, because uh, Lucas Lucas Graham is yeah. from Denmark, correct? Right, right. In Denmark, I'm learning a lot about, about music. Him. Aren't you proud of me? Yeah. And um, I mean, Denmark. They write an article about him over there, and yeah. Italy, and I mean, this Chile. okay. So viral. Yeah. What does viral mean to you now? Oh, it means, compared to what? Oh my God, it it spins so fast. I mean, it's it, like you a just, virus. I mean, yeah, that's where the word yeah, comes from, exactly. right? Exactly. Yeah, and it, it just really is. Bigger it just, and bigger and bigger. Yeah. You can't, it, it's so f- fast. I mean, you just can't catch up. You can't even, you know, and especially for people that are as slow as we are. <laughs> and John's still Paul, doing dial up, you know? You know, sits at home, takes a song. It's his way, it's his tribute to his classmates because yeah. I do know they are very close. Yeah, they're as very a, close. As a big class, and yeah. the two schools came together. Right. Part two of the rival region, schools. Two rival schools. Yeah. And became one. So there is a mm-hmm. lot of that. But, right. you know, he writes a song and he sings it and it's all just mm-hmm. heartfelt. Oh, very. Yeah. And emotional. And right. then it, it blows up. Yeah. 
And then, I mean, I don't know. I know you're so humble, I, I, but I feel like I need to brag a little bit. They're whisked off to New York. To New York. Both him and Rocky. And, mm-hmm. and I also want to say this because you told me this and you probably, I don't even care if you care if I say this. I'm just going to say it anyways. But I love the fact that your kids, um, the way they came together over this and that Rocky just, you know, didn't want any part of it being any part about her. Right. That was a very, that blew me. I mean, the kids, the, it, it is really interesting how how supportive they are of yes. each other in everything, in every yes. way. And, um, you know, they uh, they wanted her to um, tie in some stu- new stuff that she has with his stuff. And she refused and said, I'm not. This is his and let the light be on him. And Isn't that amazing? That's Step the way to back. do it. And well, she knows as an artist and as a sister that yeah. whether he, when he gets on, regardless, because I have a brother in that situation, you're already included. But right. keep it separated so they exactly. can continue there because their resentment will come into play and you don't want to have that. But right. No, I mean... That, she doesn't need to. Right, right. Right. Well, it was funny because I, I said to her, I, said, I was so blown away. I said, you know, if that were... If that were me, if that were my brother, I'd push him off the ledge right now. And just get out of the way. You would not, but I know what you're saying. No. That, that's yeah. awesome. Congratulations. Was, thank you. Yeah. It was yeah. pretty interesting. It's been it's been a really proud cool, mom but, moment. Oh yeah. yeah I wish you could it. see the text though. You know, from Rebecca, and then I do have to tell you one more thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I talked about it nonstop. Obviously, I mean, it's it. I was so touched by it, and I watched it, and Rachel did. But by the end of the weekend, Rachel was like, um, I think you really love those kids. Maybe you should adopt them. <laughs> <laughs> and you started, you probably started thinking about it. Well, let's see. Yeah. I got it. Yeah. You well, have two but, great kids, too. So. Oh, I know. Yeah. I know. And, you know, of course, Rebecca was so tickled and, and everybody. It's yeah. great. It's an awesome thing to have happen. And then we get to go to, which I'm so glad that you invited me and had been on the calendar for a while, but we went pub. to the Detroit Pub mm-hmm. um, in Clinton Thank Township. you for coming out. Oh my gosh. I wouldn't have missed it. Yeah. Um, it I was looking forward to it even before all that, mm-hmm. but then that came up. And um, so John Paul opened up the show right. and sang, what, five songs? And he, yeah. his last song, he did sing that. Yes. And then Werewolf. Saying, oh, yeah, which was amazing. She was amazing. Okay, do you think she was a hairdresser in her past life? Really? I don't know. I love her hair. Oh, I know. Those I dreads. love the dreads. I know, and it's yeah. so kind of unexpected. Yeah, but it go. It fits her style. Yeah, her style of music for oh, sure. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, Rocky was yeah. amazing, and oh. Brian Shram. How about Brian Shram? <laughs> Come on. Oh, oh, oh my gosh. Okay, so who plays a guitar like that? I mean, Brian Schramm. <laughs> like, really? <laughs> I know. That's what I was trying. I, I told you before. He's I, like, I could sit and just watch a whole show of him just doing guitar and nothing else. And I, I, I've said this she already, but I wanted to get up on the table. And yeah. like, <laughs> I know I can tell. <laughs> I, I was trying not to like go crazy, but it was just wonderful. And, you know, it's it's funny that music hasn't been a big part of my life and since, since you dragged me into it. No, I'm oh, kidding. I'm joking. Yeah, fighting um, and screaming, right? <laughs> since you nudged me into uh-huh. it. And I just am loving it. Yeah. So it was cool. I loved the whole night walking in well, the door. I was and, just going to say, you walked in and you were a bit of a celebrity. Well, n- no. It, what was cool is it was like, oh, my gosh, there's Red. Oh, my gosh, there's T-Money. Oh, my gosh, there's Brian. Ch- I mean, I thought. Gosh, I know a lot of people in the music industry. Yeah. Thanks Welcome to, to the dark side. Thanks yeah. To, yeah. <laughs> Thanks and to how Jackie. about Team Money's band? Oh, it was. Oh, I, I only stayed awesome. for a couple because, you know, I know. You I, but loved I'm what, tell I, you what loved what I heard. That, I, I was telling John about it um, because he had never seen Team Money. Okay. It's incredible. Oh, I've 
talk about tight. I've never seen anything like that where they're just so on. Like every, and you know, John Paul got up and performed with them. And I was so nervous because he was, had so much going on. And I told him, I said, dude, you cannot mess up. Like you better get up there and, you know, you you can't sit and read your notes. And and he, and he nailed it. And I, I, was just thanking God he did because you know look that band is just incredible and but then I was thinking who would want who would mess up in front of T Money I wouldn't no <laughs> not on purpose anyway yeah. Yeah. Right, I'd be scared that's for sure but, but I'll tell you what what a um, fun night was a fun night but uh, we have a great guest here today I and know. and it's and he ties right into T Money's team so let's get with that I know our favorite okay? segment our favorite segments called what's the wish what's the way and what's in the way. The segment is designed to showcase the stories of talented and gutsy individuals who had a wish and found a way to make it happen. They set goals, overcame obstacles, and turned setbacks into comebacks. Their stories are unique, interesting, and most of all, inspiring. Wow. DJ Sandman has grown his love and fascination for music and the arts into an entertainment empire. He has demonstrated his talent coast to coast while working with an array of clients, including GM, Dodge, Kmart, and MJ Diamonds. He has performed in Savannah for the Boeing Jet Convention and has made a mark in his hometown of Detroit where he has performed at exclusive parties for Mike Epps, Kid Cudi, the Detroit Tigers, Wicked Broadway, Greektown Casino Hotel, and the University of Michigan. DJ Sandman creates all genres of music, coaches, and mentors local and national artists and develops young producers. He is known for his strong rapport with employers and crowds alike, and we are thrilled to have him in the studio with us wow, today. Wow, that's awesome. Woo! Nabil. 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 Or Sandman. Or Sandman. Yeah. Sandman. DJ Sandman. So I, I just it. have to, well, first of all, I have to give a big shout out to Big John because he's in, in with us today, too. What up, Big John? What up, Big John? Yeah. And our wonderful tech, Jessica, is here. Yes. Um, so I just have to tell you how I met Nabil. Okay, we were at a Team Money concert, and um, we had met a little bit before that. It was just high, you know. And then we started talking that night. I don't know if you remember that in um, Ferndale, I think it was. He's blocked at it the, out. At the Black Lotus? <laughs> yes. Okay, yeah. yeah, that was on for Easy's birthday on right. November 17th. Right, right. Oh, so, yeah. Yes, he, so remembers. he remembers the date. <laughs> so um, we started actually really talking, and yeah. he, he started telling me a little bit about you know his life, and we were talking about it, and it was so fascinating. And I remember it, even though I had several drinks, I remember the whole conversation <laughs> because I thought, this is like four different separate shows that we could do with him. Um with everything, yeah, that's going on. Yeah, with everything that's going on, because it's not it, it's it's your uh, producing, it's your DJing, it's your role with D Man Foundation. Yeah. It's, it's um, and then the other story was he he got married what a couple of years ago? Yeah, okay. But just he doesn't even, remember that date. Yes. Oh, I think he does. February twentieth. He does. We got married in Maui, so it was not. Yeah. Oh yeah. Don't forget oh yeah. That. And and then his relationship with his brothers. At the first time we actually scheduled him with um, his two brothers, who are his best friends. But when you you listen to everything that they have going on, they're all three very creative guys, entrepreneurs. And I said to him. At the bar, I said, how did, and best friends on top of that, which, you know, it's unusual. You always have one that kind of doesn't fit where these guys are all best friends. And I said to him, how does that, how does that happen? How, how are you guys all creative and entrepreneurs and, and best friends like that? And he said, my dad. 
Oh. Yeah. Oh. So I said, that's another show right there. Wow. But you do have to, you have to tell You know us. one of them. You know Jimmy? Did I meet Jimmy? Did you not? I don't know. Oh. From, um, from Activate. Activate. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. yes. That's him. one of yes. them. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Yep. Yeah. And who's your other brother? Stevie Soul. Stevie Soul. Superstar. And yeah. he's, a, he's a hip-hop artist, right? He's a vocal percussionist. Um, he he loves to beatbox, and uh, he's extremely talented and has toured the world doing it. But as his brother, I always hear him beatbox. Um, he can sing, and he's got this raspy, bluesy voice oh, wow. that is out of control. And I did a couple records with him, and that's the direction that I like to push him more in. So, well, so when you say vocal percussionist, what is he that? He beatboxes. I can't do oh. it like he can. But he can make 13 sounds at one time. So does he do that for other people? Yeah. Like, he, oh, okay. He, uh, he uses it as, um, he's leveraged it to an amazing job that he has today that's more corporate, and that's why it's hard for me to do music with him. Mm-hmm. Um, well, he, he beatboxes, so he can make 13 sounds at one time with his mouth. It's incredible. Wow. Um, he hooked up with a young gentleman and uh, who was starting a company called Wrapped. Um, Wrapped is like... A Facebook thing, uh, online social media, but for rappers. So you could log on and battle someone online against oh, somewhere else. wow, really? So when they were pitching it, they brought Stevie on as like a partner because when they would present to people, uh, the kid would rap who, who started it because he was a rapper. And Stevie would beatbox, and that's how they'd present it to like investors and stuff. And oh the funny God. story is, and I'll make it quick, he... Uh, he now works, my brother now works for Dan Gilbert. But the way that he met him was he was presenting with this kid, and they were in some really nice location. And my brother and his partner were in the restroom, uh, beatboxing, maybe getting ready, using the restroom, whatever, preparing for their set. And they didn't realize that um, anyone was in there. And then his friend left to go get ready, and Stevie kept beatboxing. Well, uh, it was a really nice hotel, and the granite in the bathroom went all the way down, so if someone was using the bathroom, you couldn't see it. Yeah. So Stevie kept doing his thing, and um, Dan Gilbert was uh, using the restroom, and my brother was doing his thing, and someone started, like, lyrically rapping over it, and he kind of got freaked out, and it was Dan Gilbert. <laughs> and he came out, and he's Dan like, Gilbert. oh, my God, this is amazing. And he was a quick, how are you, meet, and then yeah. he, they were presenting to Dan, so 10 minutes later when he went up there... He was doing his thing, and Dan recognized him. That was the kid from the bathroom. Um, He actually employed him as a personal technology assistant for his for the last two years. Oh my god! He had Dan had a team of people, and I think they were outgrowing it. They needed one more person, and it's Mm -hmm. a special job. And they have to get along with everyone, and they have to have creative ideas. And they were scouting people out, and somehow his name got brought up. And for the last two years, that's his job. And uh, it's an amazing opportunity, and I'm so proud of him. But yeah. He just, it's hard to do music when you're working, you know, right, right. 18 hours a day at a very high stressful job. Right. So he's finding, we're finding a way to balance it a little more now, but that's what he's doing. And that's how he met. And he works in proximity of that whole movement. And they won, they just won the world's uh, uh, basketball championship. Oh. Ca- uh, Cavaliers, which oh, is another right, Dan right, Gilbert. Right. Cleveland Cavaliers. Yeah. Right. So the moral of the story is don't hold back in the bathroom. Yeah. Don't, have, don't hold back in the bathroom. Wow. Yeah, so he's a that's what I'm saying. Like you got to get him is, up here. He's oh. an, he's got an, he's got many incredible stories. We like we that. want him up here. But yeah. see, that's 
the interesting thing with like your whole life like that. I mean, let's just tell okay. Denise. I want to hear. Yes, I started okay. telling her about how you met Katie as your wife, right? Yeah, yeah, Katie. And okay. you, she's been, Jackie's been talking about you since November seventeenth. Oh wow, seriously. And she keeps saying, I don't know how many shows we're going to have to have. Yeah, we can. I'll be back to have all this <laughs> done. You know, yeah. to get all this in. But um, she started telling me about meeting your wife, and I said, Well, let's wait for the show. Yeah, so, how yeah. did you meet your wife? Uh, so I met my wife uh, five years ago. Um, I had another production company that was in Royal Oak, ALP Music, and it was not going so well. So we were uh, all individually doing our own things. So me as being a DJ, I'd always be able to DJ, and I had more more opportunities to do out-of-state gigs. And um, the studio stuff was good, but we were just kind of butting heads, so I started concentrating more on my DJing. So I sent some resumes out and got more involved, and a friend of mine... um, moved to San Francisco and became uh, a, like a bar back and then a bartender and then the manager of one of the hottest club restaurants. So he had a control of a budget. So they would fly me out uh, once a month to DJ a Detroit-style set that was nothing like what they were doing out there. Oh, wow. And, I mean, it, was, it wasn't it was like – it was good. I got a few dollars and I got to fly and stay somewhere and eat for free. And, I mean, it was a really oh, awesome sure. opportunity. And the first time I went out there to book it, um, it was exciting. It was a Friday night. I was ready to leave. So I was at the bar, um, airport early. I had a couple drinks. And I was just excited to go see my friend. We were going to be in California for a few days. It was all good. And um, start boarding on the plane. And I sit on the plane. And I have a window seat. And uh, the seat next to me is empty. And then there's this really small Asian lady who seemed very to herself. So it was perfect. <laughs> I, could move, I could be comfortable, move around. And I have my music on and everything is going good. And there's a few people coming up still trying to get in the plane. And I'm, like, hoping that no one takes the seat, you know? Oh, yeah. Yep. And sure enough, this cute little girl, blonde girl, comes walking up. And I made eye contact with her and I was like, this, she's, she's going to sit next to me. And then she's like, oh, excuse me. And then <laughs> sat next to me. And it was, uh, it was great. And that she, was Katie? That was Katie, yeah. She came and sat next to me. And she, uh, she was... Uh, we were very comfortable. I mean, I think I remember her like taking my iPod out and listening to music with me, and it was kind of weird, you know, like you knew someone a long time. Oh, wow. It was crazy. Immediate connection. Yeah, a, a connection. And then she had a, uh, I remember she had some, a wine in, in her bag that she bought for her cousin that she was going to see, and it was a screw off cap. <laughs> so, you know, we ordered a drink, and then. The plane was getting ready to land, but there was I- issues, so they were flying around. So she ended up opening up that bottle of wine. We drank the whole bottle of wine. We drank two beers on the plane. I mean, and when, we, when she was walking off, I was just like, like, where are we going now? You know, like, where do we go from here? And it was weird because I gave her my phone number. She's in the same industry as me. So she okay, took my how number. How weird is that? She took my number and tried to, well, she tried to go on my website and figure out what was going on and uh you know, called me a few days later. She called me that same night, the next night when I was DJing. She was going to come see me because she's like, oh, if you're going to DJ and I'm going to be in San Francisco, maybe me and my cousin will come see you. She never made it out, but we connected. And then um, when she came back, we worked on a few projects together and made some money together and had a really good friendship. And it just kind of led into that. So Wow. It's kind of crazy. Isn't cool. that a great story? That is a great story. Yeah. Oh the end. God. We can just no, wrap up now. <laughs> now yeah, here's it's Katie. It's kind of crazy. Oh, and the, well, Married right. in Hawaii. 
Two wow. years ago, right? Two years ago, yeah, right? Two years ago, yeah. and their first baby. Yep. And we should just tell everybody that he, yeah, he sounded a little gravelly because he was not sleeping well last night because he's got a baby that's teething. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's up Isn't every couple sweet? hours sometimes. Yeah, and uh, I love the stuff you guys post. Um, yeah, he's uh, with, adorable. Yeah, Dominic. 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 That's yeah. his name. Yeah. How old is he? Uh, he's about seven months right okay. now. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's so kind of early. Well, yeah. Is that early? It's been so long since. Isn't my that kid. a great story? Yeah. Though? That is a great story. Yeah. So that's, that's not, and I always tell people travel. Yeah, a lot travel. of good, a lot of good things happen. I've met a, I've met a few people in that scenario. Not as special, obviously. Yeah. But just getting out there and seeing new things, it's good for your for your heart and for your brain because you see ideas, then you can apply them where you're at and make money. And that's you know, a great way to look at it. Yeah. yeah. I know? spend money. I spend more money on uh, traveling than anything else. I like even when I need equipment. Sometimes I can't justify spending that much money when I know I could do. A lot of other stuff with it, you know. Wow! So I encourage that. That's what a, it. So, thank you for sharing that story. Right. Don't hold back in the bathroom and travel. We've already yeah. learned two great, great, exact, <laughs> great morals or whatever. Uh, great <laughs> ideas. From so, DJ so Sandman. let's yes, let's get started right now with sure. what you have going on right now. I mean, I know you work there's, with Team Money Green. Yeah, you work there's so with much going on. Easy and congratulations with thank all you. that stuff with Easy. Um, we're we are going to play um, booty shorts later, but uh, is. Is the majority of your time spent in the studio recording? Is it spent with um, the DMAM Foundation, or is it being a DJ? Um, you know, I'm very organized. I'm an audio engineer, so I, I think like that all the time. So uh, it's actually very organized the way it is. And right now it's like uh, it's a matter of uh, who's going to get busier quicker and how I'm going to you know, change my schedule. But right now, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, um, from about 10 to 8, is D-Man Days, where we do music uh, therapy. Uh, I work one-on-one with a music therapist, and we work with clients who've been affected by auto accidents, and a majority of them have TBIs or are in wheelchairs. Yeah, and that's really awesome. Um, What a great program. Yeah, it's an amazing program, and I get to work with a really awesome music therapist who um, him and I work together so well in the studio on so many levels that we get to offer our clients really amazing music because him and I like we just love making music so yeah so how did you, well. how did you get into that um the way I got into D-Man was I was actually out of town in Windsor um having a drink uh on the patio and I ran into this guy named Ziad Kassab mm-hmm. and he is the owner and founder uh of uh, Guardian Angel with his with his family uh, Guardian Angels, a healthcare company that they started because their young brother, Danny, was hit by a car at age seven. And um, they were actually, from what I understand, had a party store or a supermarket. So they were in a different industry. Okay. And when their son wasn't getting the right type of service, um, they did everything they can, including starting their own business, which is now nationwide with 20 locations. And they're wow. servicing thousands of people across the whole country. So it's an amazing thing. Mm-hmm. And... Um, they took care of their brother, and when their brother passed away, uh, I met. I think I met Ziad like two months after his brother passed, mm-hmm. and uh, he's like, you know, he's a very charismatic guy. Yeah. And um, he was asking me questions like, well, what do you do? And I told him I'm a music producer, and that's when his eyes lit up. And he was like, oh, I got to tell you about something awesome. I'm starting this D-Man Foundation, and I got – he has different senators. He has some powerful people, part of his board directory, but they didn't have – really anyone that did music. Mm-hmm. I think I was the first person who had a studio and did that side of it. So, And that's because Danny, Danny loved music. Yeah, he loved right? music and he loved art and there okay. was other places similar to what we're doing but not the same thing mm-hmm. that he went to and he just wanted to, you know, Ziad wanted 
other clients to be able to feel that same thing that his brother did. So, so what happens? Because I, I I was in your studio and I saw some of the clients. So yeah. so they come in and and do do they write songs? Well, the first they, thing we do is like a formal assessment. Okay. And like I said, I work one on one with a music a board certified music therapist who's actually running the show. I mean, it's, okay. it's his knowledge, his schooling is mm-hmm. what's working the program and, and how do the people get to you or get to him um well we have well like i said the for-profit company for the d-man is the guardian angel which is a healthcare company so within their own industry they know tons of people who okay. need our services gotcha. oh okay. so that's one way word of mouth and we okay. also you know we reach out to different case managers and promote our studio to them. okay okay so they come in they get like a assessment a tour of the studio we show them what's going on and then we know it's it's like uh, there's a medical feel to it where we uh, we give you know each person has their own solution. We don't do the same. It's not a cookie cutter program where we do the same thing over and over. So some people want to rap. Some people want to make beats. Mm-hmm. Some people want to learn how to make music. And music therapy, we are not trying to make a hit record. We're trying to get people engaged by doing cognitive things that they might not want to do, but it's fun through music. So, for example, my drum machine, it's a lot of fun, and that gets everyone's attention. It's like this drum pad that has all these sounds on it, and when you hit it, you can make drum beats on it, like a real drum kit. Wow. And they get to work on making beats, and they're working on timing and eye-hand coordination, and they're getting better and better at it, but they're doing it because they love music. So we're not, wow. we're not like, trying to make a hit record. Right. We're trying to heal. I mean, you're get people engaged yeah. and, and keep them focused on what they're doing. So. Wow. So it's, like, not so much physical therapy, mental therapy. Yeah, music, but, music therapy. Right, okay. Yep. But it's, it's working. It's helping the it's mind. Working. And yeah, the- we met when I met Ziad. We met in his uh, headquarters in, in Rochester for three or four years before we ever had our location, and now we're in our third year of having our space. So I've been wow. involved in this for a really long mm-hmm. time, and I always knew it was something special. And uh, it's uh, it's a great opportunity. Good what for I, you. what I get out of it is the most is uh, what you can't pay for. You know, right? Just realizing how blessed you are. Right, right. So. Well, and, and what a difference you're making to yeah. somebody who maybe gave up, you know. Yeah, definitely. And every case is like that. Every case right. is unique and crazy. And if you, you will cry listening to every single case of what <sighs> the car accidents, a lot of them are auto. So some of the accidents, oh. some of the things that have happened, you know, it's horrifying. And it can happen to anybody. Right, right. You know right. what I mean? And these aren't, people weren't born this way. They were totally normal right. how we were and got into an accident. And that, Wow. That's, uh, do they stay? How long do you have them for? Do they stay with um, you? It for- depends. You know, some clients that we have are auto cases, and it all depends on their script and all the other things that go in an account. Some have been in the program for a couple of years, some for a few months. And then we have, we, you know, we're a nonprofit. We raise money, and we have okay. other clients who can't afford to be in there that half them are we, we take care of the mm. same way. Oh, I was going to ask you financially, how, do, how yeah. does that all work? So, But you just answered that. Well, okay. Yep. We, we we're going to be money. part of um, the Hollywood Nights. I mean, oh, okay, we're going to actually yes. broadcast. Yeah, we have a, we have a bunch of fundraisers that we do. Yeah. Uh, Woodward Dream Cruise is coming up in August. Right. I can give you some info about that. Okay. And the Hollywood Night is our really big one, that yeah. big gala that we do. Wonderful. Yeah, we're going to broadcast from there. That's yep. right. Yep. All of our That'll clients, our I think clients it's in perform October. songs. Yeah, mm-hmm. they perform their songs that we work on, and oh, it's, it's amazing. That's so cool. So I do that three days a week, and. Okay. Um, I also run my production company when there's a, and there's a lot of crazy stuff going on there. So it's so a matter of just balancing. So tell us about that. Uh, the Sandbox Studios is uh, we're actually celebrating 12 years. Wow! Congratulations. Yeah, uh, this May was 12 years, so it's pretty amazing how fast time. That's great. Flown by. Yeah, and a lot of things have happened, and I've learned a lot of things, and um, I think now it, I'm we're in we're in an amazing spot right now. We have uh, 
a great crew of people working with us and working within the studio and uh, the relationships that we have built with heavy hitters like T Money Green yeah. has been just a blessing in so many ways. I mean, learning more about music, learning more about studio, uh, getting more clients to come in, learning how to produce a record. Yeah, Tony's been a huge uh, part of what's going on. That's that's awesome. Yeah. Now you you have a great studio too. I mean, you have room for. Um Bands to, to yeah. rehearse if they want yep. to, we right? We have rehearsal space. Stu- uh, studio. You can rent the studio, right? Sandbox Studios, yep, on okay. 11 Mile. And it's two Coolidge. X's. Yep, double X. Um, and so you're also working with um, Easy, right? Yeah, Easy. I met Easy through Tony. Okay, so t- tell us about that because so that, yeah, uh, uh, that booty shorts is exploding. Yeah, booty shorts is exploding, and uh, <laughs> some other stuff is happening too. Um, I don't know if I should say you anything. You can't yet. say I can tell. But maybe I will. Who cares, right? No, yeah. don't don't get in trouble. Well, no, don't get no. in trouble, but don't get me can, in trouble because I work with Team Money. If you yeah. can tell no, us. No, I can't get in trouble. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Oh, we'll tell us. Go then. ahead. <laughs> we won't tell anybody but else. But I met yeah. Easy. I met Easy a few years ago because I was working with Tony. I've known yeah. Tony for about ten years. Okay. And um I hadn't seen him in a while and I moved studios and I was doing other stuff. Okay. And once I got back into this location on Facebook, I noticed T Money is performing downtown, and I'm like, man, I, I would love to reconnect with him. So I was on like a double date with other people, and I convinced them to do exactly what I needed to do to see <laughs> T Money. And we went to this restaurant, and then I saw him perform. And when he got off stage, I went back there with a card, and he knew who I was. Oh wow! And he recognized. I made it real quick. You know, yeah. he, a lot of people were trying to talk to him, so yeah. I gave him my card, and um, I followed up with him, and um, I told him, hey man, you used to come to the studio. And lay these bass lines down. I have a bunch of beats. I'm trying to get back into this. And he's like, all right. And he kind of gave me his rate and what it cost and what it would take to get him out there. Mm-hmm. Um, before that, he said, send me the music. If I don't like it, um, I'll, I'll let you know. Mm-hmm. And I sent it to him and he called me right back. He's oh, like, oh, that wow. shit's awesome. I'll be there. You know. And we figured a day out in time. Yeah. He came. And uh, it was a great experience. Um, it was quick. He laid four songs down. I wow. had everything that he needed ready for him. And he he didn't know. He said, I don't know what I'm getting into. I could be walking to somebody's house. Yeah. I could be going to a bullshit studio. I'm, so he wanted to assess the situation. Right. And uh, he had a great time. And he was impressed with my facility. Yeah. And then he called me back later that week. He said, you need me to come back on those other days? And I'm like, well, I, you know, I got to save up some more money and get it together. He's like, oh, no, I don't need no money. I was just testing you. Wow. He's like, uh, I'm going to come. I, I got you. I have an, I, you know, I, I want to work with you. Wow. So we came to the studio and we kind of figured it out. And since then, you know, like right now, every Thursday from, you know, noon to seven, right. eight o'clock, that's Tony's time. And it's just like part of the schedule. Right. And the stuff that we've accomplished has been great. He brought easy to me and, um, you know, he said, uh, I have this artist that I'm bringing by and I kind of want, we were working for three, four months from that point on. So he could kind of check me out again to see how right. I would handle a situation. And, right. You know, our relationship was great and he saw that I was solid and I was, I was in this right. for all the right reasons. I right. really loved it. And, uh, he said, I got this easy guy coming by and there's a little budget. They can break mm-hmm. you off so much. And mm-hmm. any extra business is always good. Right. And anyone that he's ever brought from that point on has been super professional. Right. So it's always a treat when he brings someone. Right. But I didn't know what he was going to, you know, I was like, I got this kid from New York and I was like, all right, cool. Yeah. He came to the studio and I was just like, <laughs> His what outfit. the fuck? <laughs> And not even just that, because but he's so he had such a good demeanor. Oh like, yes. so, yeah, you know he's got this look. Yeah, he's very polite. He's yes. very nice. Oh, he's yeah. very. I love Easy Man. I, he's so a do great we. Guy. We, do, we do too. So do he, we. Yeah. And I was just blown away. And we had a really good uh, chemistry. Like the he knew what he wanted. Yeah. He he was professional. Like 
on a different level than just another Detroit rapper recording. He knew what he wanted, how he wanted it. Right. And, you know, I would start to get the rhythm of it as an engineer, and we would just start knocking out songs. Yeah. And uh, sure enough, it just kept getting better and better to where he was coming back more and sending him some more songs. And um, it got to the point where he just moved here for a year. Yeah. And we cut his whole EP. He was in the studio. He pretty much took um, Tony's slot. Like, Tony's there all day Thursday. So the first half of it was, like, Easy's time. <laughs> yeah. And then Tony would do his thing. And you know, Tony was cool enough to really be the big brother, and yeah. he saw the talent on Easy's side, right. on my side, and cultivated it. And you know, that's awesome. He really brought it together, and it was great. We, yeah. we did a lot of really good songs, and you, did, I heard you guys did like forty-five songs, and we did a whole bunch. From yeah, that. we did a whole bunch of songs. I mean, that's picked, a lot of songs, and picked you know these seven because we have pretty much another album pretty much done. You know, wow. and then a bunch of other songs ready to go. Yeah, and then booty shorts. That just T yeah. Money works something out with that. Now that's that's gonna taken be on the, off. And then yeah. I think what I sent you might have been the remix because the oh I'm not sure uh, T Money did this. Uh, is it, is yeah, it, it is. It's the remix. So what happened was we got a really good response, oh, and right. Tony is working on a deal. Like you know, it's a new industry now, a single deal. Yeah, it's not just all about the album. They right. do song by song. Right, and it was a hot song. So he had things moving in motion, and the people there were saying, you know, you might need some remix. It's just kind of like telling him, you know. Keep that in the back of your mind. You know, yeah. Tony's like yeah. the general. Yeah. He got on the phone and said, look, we need a remix. And he, he sent the acapella and the tempo to like five producers. And everyone put their own twist on it and sent oh, it back. Wow. And then out of those ten, five of them were awesome. And that's another project that he's doing. Wow. So. That's amazing. Yeah. You know, from someone who, you know, came into music uh, through Jackie. Dancing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I came to the world dancing, but um, and who you know wants to sing all the time, but that's a whole other story. Um, what exactly does a producer do? Um, that's a good question. Oh, good. So, <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> you know, like my role is I'm on. Well, I'm a, I'm an engineer producer, but I I'm really just an engineer to be a better producer. Oh. So being an audio engineer is um, more technical. You're recording. You're catching the the volume at the right. Uh, levels, you're making sure everything sounds good, you're EQing, it takes a lot of skills. Where I engin- I have a good personality, I feel like, so with my clients, I bring them in, I do the recording part, I level mix it for them, and then I actually have an audio engineer that works at the sandbox, like special teams, and he'll go in and do the mixing and mastering because I know what I'm good at and I know what I'm great at. And I have a staff of people and he's amazing at it. So my clients get the best of the best, so I don't have wow. to worry about it. So, so, so you can, so somebody can come to you, and if they want to do a whole album, it can be mixed and mastered there as well. They don't yeah. have to send it out. They don't to, have to send it out. I have oh, a guy nice. in house that does that. Mm-hmm. So the engineer is more like um, setting up the microphones, doing the recording, doing the mixing, doing the leveling. A producer, um, well, most producers, well, all producers play an instrument of some sort that they're better at than others. Oh. I play a few different instruments myself, but I'm really, I'm really at one with my drum machine so I can put ideas down put beats together put melodies together and then reach out to T-Money Green bring him in he puts a live bass he says you know what we're going to get a live guitar to do this so we're, we're like I'm creating something and then I'm outsourcing other ideas and putting it all together they don't wow. sometimes they don't know what they're doing they're like I have them listen to it and lay down three different versions of what they would want to do and I can take the pieces that I like best and create it so I have the vision for it 
That's amazing. I just don't do it all. Isn't it amazing to think that like a song that you hear on the radio, it involves all of that. It's not just somebody singing. No, no. There's there's a lot more to it. Right, exactly. And being a beat maker and being a producer is a whole different thing because I've been making beats for forever, you know, and that's kind of how I got into it. But I'm definitely, I consider myself a producer now because I'm taking this beat to the finish line, Mm -hmm. complete polished and it is amazing and it sounds great and that is what tony has really helped me you know do and become because he can i can make a beat and then he can lay the bass line and then from there it's already something else the bottom end that the bass brings it's the hip-hop and the funk it needs that more than anything else so Mm -hmm. once you add that to it it takes it to a whole new level and then tony sometimes will send it to his friends who play guitar on amazing songs all over the world to put this idea on, and they will, and they'll send it back, and we can upload it. And wow, so, fascinating! So, yeah. Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, you're working with the foundation, yeah, and it's music related, as yeah. we as we discussed. Then Tuesdays and Thursdays, you're in the studio, yep, still music related. When are you DJing? Um, I, I'm, you know, with the DJing thing, I'm I'm building my brand, uh, and and redoing my brand. So, um, there's certain minimums and certain things that I will and won't do. So. With the DJing aspect of it, I'd like to consider it that I'm working smarter, not harder. Mm-hmm. So I might be doing half the amount of gigs, but the gigs are paying twice the amount. Gotcha. Oh, wow. So I'm DJing like on Saturdays or private events, which could, if an event comes up, I can take off of the sandbox or the D-man and have someone fill in for me because... You have that flexibility. Yeah, the yeah. amount of money that that gig can do in a couple hours versus, you know... Right. It, it make We make it work. So, so did you start off... Um, playing an instrument in in you know uh being in a band or how did you get to this point where yeah. you're at where did it start like when you were uh, younger probably did your at parents... home yeah okay. with my dad probably all right let's home. talk about your dad is yeah. he a musician no he's not no he must love music <laughs> he though. loves music yeah. yeah so in seventh grade i uh i think in fifth grade i got an acoustic guitar a classical guitar and i learned how to play on it but it was like for a kid, a classical guitar is boring. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, right, I want right. to rock. I, yeah. want some, I want an electric guitar. Yeah. And he wouldn't let me get one. So, I, But, you know, coming to find out, I still have that classical guitar. And it's worth a lot of money because it's a badass guitar. So I'm really? glad that I took care of it. Oh, yeah. No But kidding. I still have that. And I learned it. And I kind of didn't want to play anymore. And then in seventh grade, I bought an electric guitar. When alternative music was really big. And mm-hmm. luckily, it was really easy to learn. Um, like, So were you self-taught? Oh, no, I had lessons. Okay. Yeah, basic lessons on mm-hmm. guitar. And then I, you know, I learned a little more on the guitar. And then, like, Offspring and Green Day and Nirvana, mm-hmm. and that stuff yeah. was real popular. And when you try to learn, like, a Jimi Hendrix song and then you try to learn a Green Day song, it blows your mind the complications of, you know, the difference. But the music that we listened to with our friends was easy to play. So, yeah, yeah. kind of had a band, kind of played a little bit of that. And okay. uh, that, that's kind of how it started. But And then you got into, when did you start to DJ? Um, probably like, um, I was helping out some of the big DJs around here, like carry their records into the clubs and be just like watching them. So probably like 97, 98, I started DJing. Okay. So, um, because I, I, I'm fascinated with that whole world of DJs cause I yeah. really didn't know anything about it. Um, it's a little different now. And oh yeah. I mean, like, I can't get over the money involved yeah. and, and really what's expected nowadays. I mean, they, they're treated like. They're the rock stars. I mean, really. And they have to... It's a lot more than just spinning records. Yeah. Reading the crowd. Right. Being prepared. Having your songs ready. And really, really reading the crowd. Like, I do do more, like, uh, corporate parties. Okay. I do do weddings with a... uh, 
a particular company that we do high end weddings. Okay. Um, I do a few of those and I do a lot of corporate parties. I like the corporate parties because it's a huge mix of people. That Boeing jet thing that you were reading. Yes. Uh, that's something I do in Savannah every year. Oh, wow. And uh, they have a huge uh, appreciation party for all of their uh, executives. And it's a crazy, I'm the DJ and there's like two or three bands. So I'm in between them. And then at the okay. end of the night, I play until like three and four in the morning or whatever. And do you um, find out ahead of time what type of music? Like who puts the playlist together when you go do a corporate event? Uh, that's that's why they're paying me the big bucks. Okay, so I have that's... my music organized real well. Mm-hmm. And I just, a lot of it is fun because I'm doing it on the fly. I mean, I have it ready. Oh, you do? That's yeah. really. Yeah, I mean, I don't prepare it too much. I mean, it's mm-hmm. prepared. I know where it's at, but I don't yeah. know what I'm going to grab next. Like, it, like oh, if you're okay. looking at, like if everybody's on the dance floor, you want to keep them on the dance yeah. floor. If they're not on the dance floor, yeah, yeah, that's certain. what you mean by oh. reading the crowd, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. Come, exactly reading the crowd, you know, knowing what they want to play. So I might start my set off with um, some Motown, some disco, 70s, mm-hmm. 80s, and move my way up. So two hours later, I'm in the top 40, and people are – I can play something that might not be appropriate two hours ago, but because they're drinking more, <laughs> right. I mean, that's just the way it goes. Right. You know? right. Now, at those high-end parties, do you ever play any of the really silly – like the d- line dances or the YMCA, yeah, or- uh, the, the 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 cha cha slide or those Cupid shuffle. Those are always popular. It doesn't matter yeah. where it's at, but you know, isn't that interesting? Uh, every party's different. A few weeks ago, and I can't get too give you too much details, but a few weeks ago, <laughs> I did two weddings back to back, and one wedding was dry, and it was you know I think a Muslim lady and a Baptist man, and neither side drank, so it was very you know reserved, chill, uh-huh. and we gave them what they wanted. You know, they're happy. Yeah, they gave me a nice fat tip, and they didn't have to dance all night. They what right. they wanted is what they got, and that's what we gave them. Right. And then the next night, it was at Gross Point at a $10 million mansion on oh, the water. Oh. And, uh, you know, clothes were coming off, and wow, there was drugs, and uh-huh. there was just, how do you, oh, How do man. you refrain from participating in the party? I mean, you um, get carried away at all? No, and- you, no, you got to stay professional. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's still a job, yeah. but I know where to take it and let them have more fun, you, yeah. know, or, you know, have it really what they want it to be. So, you know? so depending on the music you're going to play and how you interact with the crowd is how um, they're going to respond. Yeah, and- I, love, I love doing weddings because um, it's a probably the best time of their life it's a party yeah and people want a party and I'm, right. I'm getting paid to make sure they have a good time and how fun it's yeah well it's a it, big responsibility because right. i say all the time the dj can make or break yeah. the wedding right as far, i think it's more yeah. important right. than the food and right. it, it, it takes right all day that. like for me if i'm doing a wedding you know it literally is a 12-hour thing so my wife knows how it is you know i'll get up i'll, I'll help her out we'll hang out with the baby have breakfast and then mm-hmm. by like 12 o'clock one o'clock I'm headed to get my gear, set up the venue. I might be doing the ceremony, cocktail, dinner, mm-hmm. multiple locations, on one venue. So it takes a lot of time, but it's worth it, and it's uh, it's and, a lot of fun. And also to be in the right um, frame of mind, too. Yeah. You know, because it, when I was reading about DJs, it, they're, they're described like what musicians have to do. I mean, it is your job to draw the audience in. It's your job to keep it going. It's your job to get them to drink and spend money. And, yeah. You know, that's and if you have a bad attitude and if you're not having a good oh, yeah. night, it reflects. Yeah. Well, you know? picking out the music, like you oh, might like yeah. a certain kind of music, yeah. but you, like you said earlier, you have to read yeah. the crowd and figure right. out. What and they... some parties are more, you know, are are more catering. Sometimes I'm playing like I, it's predictable, and that's okay. You know, people might complain about stuff, and it's you know, I politely tell them it's not about you. It's about the bride and groom. A very selected list and this is what we're playing and that's just right. the way it goes. Like you're mm. not see, I'm not in Vegas right now, and you're not right. You're not supposed to be, you know 
going crazy. This is what they want. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. Like Beck and AJ, they put together quite a playlist for their wedding. Oh, that was great. I too. mean, you know, he had a questionnaire and all that. But yeah. it is fascinating. Yeah, okay. So um, any other like parties you want to tell us about that you've done? <laughs> <laughs> you did. Girls you, Point Wedding was awesome. Oh, the I house just, was so... So you're not going to tell in, us who it is, though, because if yeah, it's a technical, if it was a, it might be. A yeah, no, that's interest. okay. Yeah, don't. But don't it was an amazing. It was a beautiful party, and you know what was kind of weird was towards the end of the night, these people are used to that lifestyle. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're just spoiled, kind of. You know, mm-hmm. people are used to everything, and at the end of the night, I figured people would be in the back. The backyard was like. Oh my God! Amazing pool, pool house, everything like wow. you never seen nothing like that. Wow. Everybody like went home or they they went to a local bar because they wanted to drink more. And I'm like, there's a bar <laughs> here. There's a yeah. pool. There's this. Yeah. I, You're I, saying I'll just stay. I'll just keep <laughs> making beats. Yeah, you I'll clean go. up. Yeah, I'll so clean up. <laughs> I cleaned up my stuff and took my stuff. By the time I was done loading up my car, there wasn't a soul in the backyard. Wow, really? So I just kicked my feet up and put my foot in the pool and kind of hung out for a minute and just. Took it all in because I'm like a believer, like easy in the law of attraction. Which I want to talk about that because so um, I'm just trying to attract that ten million dollar house right, right into my life. Go. Well, there right. you go. It sounds like you're going to get there with everything you have going on. Um, so Rebecca, our CEO, posted something about vision boards. Oh yeah, a few, couple weeks ago, and I noticed you commented on it yeah. and said, "Yes, it's true." Yeah, it's and true. so tell us about that. So I have a vision board. I've always been a fan of it, mm-hmm. um, and haven't done it in years. And then Easy's, you know, Easy was in town for a whole year. Yeah. Um, you know, he he would sleep over at my house sometimes. We would have events where he lived far away, so a lot of times he would just stay at my house or yeah. stay at the studio. He was like my brother; he could do whatever he needed to. Yeah. And he was telling me uh, I have a vision board, and I was thinking, oh, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And he's like, we should make a vision board. I was like, we should make a vision board. <laughs> so we just we just sat there, and I think there was a few other people there uh, certified. I don't know, you know, so one of his cousins that was out here from Brooklyn. Was oh, with yeah, yeah. Okay, there was a few him. people in the room mm-hmm. that day, and we made a vision board. You know how fun it was to sit there I would and have think loved of anything you to want have seen that, though, and cut out yeah, I whatever have you want and tape it. Yep. And you know what's so great about my vision board is I've been getting so much shit on my vision board that I just cut out new shit and then just stick it to it. Really? Yeah. Microphones, equipment, certain things I've wanted to do. And you know what? There's pictures of Grammys. There's pictures of houses in Hawaii. There's pictures of Easy's tour bus. Wow. There's picture, and that not all of it has come true, but that's the fun part. Right. I made myself a big check. <laughs> and I made myself two big checks, and you know I'm I'm a, a firm believer that you just got to go out there and get it because yeah. as we speak, there's millions of dollars. People are making money all the time. Right. Why not us? Why right. not me? Why you know what You're I mean? You're absolutely Why? right. So I made two big checks, and one of them said. $200,000 a year and the other one said $1,000 a gig. And wow. those were my goals. And I'm, I'm, I'm taking modest steps. I'm not saying I want to make $20 million next year. Yeah. Right. Like I want to yeah. take it in chunks because for me, someone who's very focused and on budget, yeah. 200 grand, 300 grand, that would be, I would be able to normally enjoy that. At, you know, you have to enjoy it. Right. right. So I don't try to go too crazy with the vision board. I try yeah. to keep it somewhat realistic. Right. That way Where do you keep it continues. It? Um, it's in my conference room, right oh, when I walk it? in the studio. Yeah, okay. so I don't care. People ask questions all the time. Uh-huh. It's not important. So, yeah. so well, they I can say see to it. put it in a spot that's really yeah. that you see every day. Exactly. Yeah. So. I, I have one in my office at home. And your kids? I know your kids yeah, have all kids, made one. Yeah, except for John Paul. He's the uh, only one. Well, he I doesn't can't. need to because our vision boards are, are him. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah, I guess it's I guess It right. really works, though. And it's, yeah. it's a lot of fun just to be able to not think about all the crazy shit in life and just say, you know what? Right. I'm going to put this car here. 
And it, it, it does serve as a reminder, you know, that yeah. anything's possible. I mean, yep. you don't, the only people that set limits are, are ourselves. So, yeah. like, get rid of them. Is there something else that you, that you see doing that you could add? I mean, right now you've got three big yeah. things that you're doing, it sounds like. Yeah. Is there something else that? Uh, besides all that stuff, you know, like anything could happen that would make one more uh, at the time. I can shift around. Like, so if easy, win easy. I'm going to phrase that. When Easy goes on tour and starts needing a DJ and there's a budget for Tony and I to be performing, I can do that. And luckily, my wife loves to travel. Oh, I met her on great. a plane. Mm-hmm. She grew her, her great-grandfather. Or her grandfather is uh, one of the industry leaders in aviation. So oh, she's oh, a huge wow. part of it. And it'd be no problem for me to say, you know. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, they'd be down. So when that happens, I can have other people fill in. Mm-hmm. Um uh, having a restaurant, maybe that's. I love okay. to cook. Really? Yeah, if I wasn't doing music, I would be cooking for sure. Oh, really? I'd be a chef. So, do you see that uh, as a possibility? Yeah, in the near future? A, yeah. I mean, if there's, you know, when this money comes in and this music business, like you said, it's like you can't, you know, it just happens so quick. Right. I'm prepared to spend it. So you already have ready. the plan. You're, yeah. You know, what kind of restaurant? Um, what kind of food? It would be like small plates type of thing. My my wife, you know, she's originally from California. Her whole mm-hmm. family, so they're really into wine. So Ooh. it would be. A, it would have a nice. Uh, we need to have your wife on. Nice <laughs> wine list, and uh, you know, I don't want to put it out there too much. Okay. But I, I will say this. That's that, okay. No, no, because it, it will actually help it come true. That's why oh. I asked. I thought yeah, but he, he doesn't. Just, we don't. He doesn't want someone to steal it. Well, I too. thought if he described, I know there's that yeah. fine line, but I thought mm-hmm. if he described it a little bit, we'd be putting it out there. I love nachos. And oh, I have made nachos on every uh, uh, palate possible, mm. and I have a recipe for them. So you it would do? be based around that. All right. Well, let's oh. put not everybody picture nachos right <laughs> uh-huh. now and, and wine. wine. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I, you're you're I, always picturing right wine. Yeah, yeah, don't you, kidding. You're kidding. Nachos from the um, Middle East, Indian nachos, oh, Greek oh, wow. nachos, okay, French we're nachos. Hungry now. <laughs> no kidding. Well, <laughs> yeah. I, I haven't even looked at my question <laughs> list here. I did. I did find something that I thought was interesting. Who do you think was the highest paid DJ in 2015? Um, I would say... You know who it is. Tiesto. No. Calvin Harris. Yep. Calvin Harris. Okay, yeah. Take gonna... a guess how much. Uh, 50 million? 66 yeah. million. See? Was what? Hey. 6 million. Not bad. Yeah. Not see? bad. Yeah. I know. So. I and you know what? It's I'm fun. aiming for 50, so I'm glad he got 66. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I actually saw him on one of those world festivals on, um, I think it was... Piata is that yeah. the channel? And I didn't realize that he partnered with John Newman on the song "Blame It on Me" or oh, "Blame really? It," whatever. Yeah, and he he was the DJ and yeah. he partnered. It was really really cool. Yeah. But I didn't realize that that was something that DJ. He's a producer. Do. He's a DJ producer. I mean, he produces songs for like uh, Rihanna and I mean uh, some of the best top forty singers. He's made their hottest songs. He's got a, He's amazing. I'm, wow. Nothing but none but love for Calvin Harris. Okay, so what's next with you? What else? Uh, what's well, today, coming up? Today's keeping Wednesday. Up. Just, so. just keeping up. Uh, so what's next? Well, here's something interesting okay. that uh, we accomplished. Um, I licensed a song to Better Made Potato Chips. No way. Yeah. Really? 14 commercials coming out. And, um, you know, originally they wanted it for um, a couple years, and then they wanted it for a longer period of time because... They thought it was so amazing. They loved the story behind it, and they want to be able to use it. And we worked out a great deal. Oh, and we were that's both happy. Awesome. And, uh, so, yeah. when are we going to hear that? Um, it's going to be um, 
I think the commercials will be going on in the next two weeks to a oh. month. And wow. then uh, they'll be going for the rest of the year. But they so, have, did you write the jingle? Or so it wasn't a jingle. Um, this is another crazy story. Let's hear airplanes, it. Airplanes, right? Oh. So on my way to, well, here's something that's missing. I proposed to my wife on an airplane too. You did? Yeah. Wow. So when we were going, oh, we were going. Gosh. Her parents have a condo in Maui, so uh-huh. we're very blessed because when you just have to get there and have a few dollars to have fun. It's way easier because Hawaii is very expensive. Yes, it yeah. is. So we were heading back out there. And, yeah, I proposed to her on the plane. That was something to make sure it was good oh good with the rest gosh. of it. But the best part about it, besides her saying yes, was <laughs> oh, when we went from L.A. to Maui, I was boarding the plane. And I was playing some Detroit hip-hop in my headphones. And there was a guy in front of me um, with a Detroit hat on and some, some braids, tall guy. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I don't know, I'm going on vacation. I'm probably been drinking all day. I'm just talking, (laughs) you know, I just started shooting the shit with him. His name is Herman. And he was going to celebrate his 20 year anniversary with his wife, Tamawi. Oh my gosh. And, uh, yep. He's a, a guy from out here and we exchanged numbers and, um, we became good friends. He came to the studio, and he had a bunch of my beats, and I knew that he was a producer. He works for um, Comcast, and they actually did an interview on me called Meet the Artist. Oh, cool. So that was kind of the first thing that he was able to do. And then I gave him a bunch of beats. I know he's a creative guy, mm-hmm. so I, you know, I'm not scared. I don't, I'm not like, oh, I, don't steal my music. Everything yeah. is copywritten. I'm all set. Take yeah. it. Do something with it. And he had a bunch of my tracks, and uh, months later, he reached out to me and said, I had this idea. And I just want to let you know that I'm producing it and I'm using the song that you gave me and it's something for Better Made. And I have an artist that signed to Motown. He's wow. in Detroit. He, I wrote something for him and I want him to come sing it. So we created this music bed. And after we created the music bed, Herman, being a cinematographer and filmmaker, he put a few commercials together and put the bed and music under it. And um, I don't know how. I think he said he was just buying chips one day and <laughs> he saw someone <laughs> fill in the rack. And there was a guy filling the rack, and then there was, like, an executive there, he said, kind of making sure he was doing it right. Mm-hmm. And Herman's um, African-American black dude, and, you know, you can never tell with black folks how old they are, you mm-hmm. know? Herman is maybe 40, mm-hmm. but he's extremely well-spoken. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he dresses. He's a cool guy, you know mm-hmm. I mean? He looks – you can't tell if he's young or if he's old. Well, for, great 40, 40's young, yeah. so <laughs> – just for the record. You know, no, 40, you know what I'm saying, though. Yeah, I mean, no, you, might, I you might think he's 20 or something. Yeah, you don't yeah. know. They're great And skin. he starts talking to the guy and telling him, like, you know, I have this idea and this and that. And the guy was like, well, well I'm the person you would actually be talking to. Oh, my So he gosh. set it up. And Herman has an amazing personality. He's extremely talented. And he pitched four things to them. They said, we'll take two and make us 12 more. Oh my god. So gosh. he really did he produced it. It was just wow. and, and, and T Money Green is playing bass on the beat. Get out. I, I brought it I, back I brought love, it back home. I love better made potato chips. Yeah, <laughs> you're gonna love me even more. Come by the studio, we have a chip rack there. <gasps> you Come do? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Come get whatever you want. They gave wow. us a free. When yeah, we so. hear that, we're gonna know. When we see it on TV, yeah, we can you're gonna, say the story. I wanted to send it and I don't know if I did. Did I no, send you didn't. Okay, I don't no, think I so. Don't. No, you didn't. Yeah, Mm-mm. but I can I can maybe bring that back or yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we'll send it. absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So that's pretty, that's wow. pretty cool. That's something that um kind of happened real quick and you know 
there's other projects now that we're going to do, Herman and I, to pitch to other. We have a hot thing now that we can just say, no kidding. this is what we can do for you. Look what we did right. for Better Made. So right. that's and really you exciting. you do that on what, Sundays? No, yeah. I mean, that's like a Tuesday. What, what other <laughs> chips do you have on your vision board? <laughs> did you hear Fritos? what you just said, though? No, what? I, that's how you can tell how left brain he is or logical yeah. thing. I know that's in my Tuesday, Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> okay. He already wow. knew where to, what compartment wow. to put that in. Oh, my gosh. Wow. And then, well, you know, creative and... Uh, logical. Yeah, he's got yeah. no left. Right I, I, I've yes. always thought that, and I've always tried to be half and half like that because you get people that are too creative and they're just crazy, and then you get people that are too into their business and they're just so about their numbers. Where right, it's like, and you have right. to have both. Yeah, you have to have both. You have to have the business side to make the creative hey go yeah. somewhere. Yep. Yeah, oh. I cannot see you doing the same thing. No. Eight hours a day or 10 hours no. a day, five days a week. Yeah, now you can no. tell with this personality. But listen, we have to wrap this up. So I know we have a sip on this. such you, a buzzkill. Can I tell you one more surprise? <laughs> yes. One more surprise. I wasn't supposed to tell you this, but I'm going to tell you. Okay. okay. So easy, Wait. easy is opening up for Snoop Dogg <gasps> and Wiz Khalifa. <gasps> no. It's a national tour, <gasps> oh but we've been approved for three dates. Wow. And we're just we're, we're waiting to hear more feedback so we know what we can actually do on stage and not. Yeah. But, um, and one of the dates is DTE. No way. August 12th. Wow. Oh, so. my God. Congratulations. And, yeah. The ultimate Easy. goal will be having, you know, T-Money and myself on stage. Right. And uh, his hype man so we can give him a real show. So that's How pretty cool. awesome. Yeah. Congratulations. That's huge. Yeah. That's well, amazing. We yeah. we need to promote that again when as it gets closer. Sure, August twelfth. Sure. Yeah, we're going to make sure. Definitely. Uh, but listen, congratulations on all your success. Wow. Thank you. Everything you have going on. What a great story. Oh, and for sharing all of it. it. Yeah. So many great morals. Oh, don't go back in the bathroom. <laughs> you know. <laughs> don't be afraid don't to be take a, a dump. Don't be afraid to travel. You'll meet your wife. You'll get engaged, yep. and you'll get to Maui. I mean, and come you'll on. get better made potato chips. A deal. There you know, we go. With, uh, yeah, I mean, you just don't know who you're going to meet. There, right. And yeah. here's the thing. It goes back to he, he's not afraid. Not to, afraid to ask or not pursue. A, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And that's or not afraid to fail. And he's and it doesn't matter where he's at. And the vision boards. I mean, this you've said yeah. so many things that, again. I know. Again, I'm, I'm so fired up yes, right now. No kidding. It's like, <laughs> we are going to awesome. have you Thank back, you though, in the fall. Okay? Awesome. Sounds good. Um, we definitely have to have you back in the fall and give us an update or with be, everything else. Yeah, even if we could do an extra show for before easy Yeah, that's August 12th. And we're booked, my you friend. Are... We've got some double double days coming up. Congratulations to you, too, because you guys are doing awesome Thank things. You. Aww, Easy and T-Money both told me, they said, hey, uh, this is going to be the best show you've ever been on. They're going to ask you great questions. They do their homework. Oh, that's prepared, awesome. So. Well, thank you. We're going to have you back in the fall. And we do have a sip on this. And, and what did you pick out oh, for Nabil well, today? I picked out an IPA. It's called... It, and a, you know, we try to look through the aisles and something strikes us at one point, but it's called Wild Range. And the reason that what hit, caught my eye really was not the wild. It was the range. And the first thing that came to my mind was he has such a range of talents because oh, she you. has been telling me, again, for months, mm-hmm. and he does this and he does this and he does this. And mm-hmm. sometimes I think, is she talking about, is this all one guy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's like you have such a range. Thank so. you. This so is great. The beer is on you. Or, uh, cheers to you. Yeah, cheers, cheers to you. And, um, wild, you. wild range. So Keep we're gonna up. we are gonna close the show with booty shorts. And again, if you are Put interested in finding out about production or DJ, you can go to Sandbox DJ Sand or Sandman at Sandbox Studios, which is S A N D B O X X, and it's out of 
Berkeley, Michigan. Berkeley, on 11, Michigan. Between Coolidge and Greenfield. Okay, so you can look up the uh, website and the Facebook information and um, get a hold of them. Anything you want to find out. And this is the remix. This is my remix. Okay. This is the remix. Yep. And it is Easy to God. Who featuring T-Money Green on bass, as featuring always. Featuring T-Money. And wow. we're going to close Wonderful. the show. Yep. Remember, sometimes your only available transportation is the leap of faith. Thanks for taking a leap of faith. And happy hump day, everyone. Listening to a previously recorded episode of The Nooner Show. 
with Jackie and Denise.